Hello, this is Gary Stringer, President, Chief Investment Officer at Stringer Asset Management. Welcome and thank you for joining us for our third quarter 2023 review and outlook presentation. Regardless whether you're watching this video or listening to the audio on podcasts, we thank you for your time and welcome you. Uh, this presentation, we provide a brief summary and an explanation of our current economic and market outlooks. For more details, please contact your financial advisor. Thanks again for joining us. So the theme for the third quarter is identifying value through flexibility. And I'll run through the broad outlook here. We've been writing about this for a few months now. We're seeing attractive valuations across the global financial markets, just kind of outside of the things that have run so hard this year. For example, the, the narrowness of this year's equity market rally has left the capitalization-weighted uh, domestic indices, such as the S&P 500, index, and especially the Russell 1000 growth index, looking pretty expensive. However, uh, other areas have been largely ignored or even punished this year. They look inexpensive and we think are poised to perform pretty well. Um, our strategies are focused on these areas, the financial markets, that present attractive valuations, essentially offering uh, more downside protection than the, the, the cap-weighted and more expensive indices at this point. As the current, current tightening cycle ends, higher interest rates persist, we should start to see investors flock to these areas and take advantage of, of better, more attractive valuations. However, it's also important to consider today's economic and market uncertainties, uh, where flexibility to move across asset classes and, and investments can prove quite valuable. So looking at the broad outlook on, on the table, the grid for us, uh, monetary conditions in the US and Europe are tightening. Uh, in Japan, they're rather supportive. Uh, the Japanese uh, central bank is the only central bank in the developed world that's not worried about fighting inflation, so they're not at risk of over-tightening policy. Emerging markets in general are expansionary in their monetary uh, stance. Uh, fiscal conditions are expansionary in the U.S., continue to be. Um, leading economic indicators broadly are, are softening across a lot of the world. Uh, valuations in the U.S., as I mentioned, are quite mixed. So there's some areas that we think are expensive. There's other areas of the equity market that we think are actually attractively valued. Overall, we're kind of cautious on the U.S., especially with respect to the cap-weighted indices. Um, certainly cautious on Europe uh, for a variety of reasons, economically and, and, and the markets. Uh, cautious optimistic on Japan. And moreover, cautious on emerging markets. Now, talking about uh, valuations, one of our favorite tools for measuring valuation and expected return is the earnings yield. Earnings yield may not be as well known as price-to-earnings ratio, but it's the inverse of the price-to-earnings ratio. We like it because it has a direct relationship with forward earnings expectations. So in general, the higher the earnings yield, the higher the expected return. You can see that linear relationship here on the graph, and you can see the current earnings yield on the S&P 500. The, uh, the current earnings yield is somewhat lower than it has historically been, not as low as it's ever been, but it's somewhat lower than it's historically been. And as a result, we shouldn't expect the next several years to be as good as maybe the recent past. But this is on the cap-weighted basis on the S&P 500. We'll show uh, some other ways, some other indices and measure the same, same way. Um, on the fixed income side, our favorite uh, tool for measuring current valuations and expected return is yield to worst. Uh, similarly, it has a linear positive relationship with expected return. Um, and, uh, and you can see here where the, the, the broad investment grade bond market is relative to its, its history. It's, it's uh, probably a, a little bit more attractive uh, than its longer term, term history. But we can focus in on uh, some more near-term comparisons. And, uh, and what we're seeing here is uh, uh, the current earnings yield on the S&P 500 versus its last 10-year trend. 
or range, and you can see it's slightly above average over its last 10 years, um, which is to say uh, it's a little slightly more expensive than it has to historically been. Uh, but we take those same 500 stocks and equally weight them, and suddenly the earnings yield is actually higher. So taking those same 500 stocks, the S&P 500 index, just equally weight them instead of weighting them by capitalization gives you a much more attractive valuation, gives you a much more attractive expectation for future returns. Uh, the opposite is the case for large cap growth. Uh, large cap growth stocks that really led the market this year are expensive, but not only to the broader market, but to its their own history. So pretty rare that large cap growth stocks would be more expensive than they are today. And typically, the more you pay for an investment, the less you should expect to get out of it. Uh, conversely, um, large cap value is actually less expensive than it's historically been. Uh, same with dividends. Meanwhile, the aggregate bond index looks very attractively valued relative to where it's been over the last 10 years. Um, same with T-bills, just uh, short-term treasuries, very attractively valued relative to what they've been in the recent history. So when we put these together and look across the asset classes, it looks to us that we're getting paid to own things like the equally weighted S&P 500. You're getting paid to own things like dividends. You're getting paid to own bonds, not getting paid uh, to own things like large cap growth stocks that have got quite rich. So the investment implications, as I stated, there's a lot of value opportunities out there. A lot of opportunities to pick up very attractively valued assets that we would expect to outperform in the future. And uh, coincidentally, a lot of these things are more defensive in nature anyway. So you don't have to stretch for yield. You don't have to take on a lot of risk in our view to get attractive returns over the next several years. So I think we think the conservative portfolio makes a lot of sense right now. Um, as we look at our favorite choices, you can see that summarized here in equity income and healthcare, domestically, the fixed income side, very broadly diversified, but including areas like mortgage-backed securities and corporate bonds. Um, and then the alternative space, some of these equity option strategies generate a significant amount of current income for us, and its futures, uh, very low correlated to the the traditional equity fixed income markets offer some value there, and MLPs, measure limited partnerships, offer significant yield today. Uh, so the cash indicator, uh, this is our quantitative tool for measuring are the are the markets pricing in a lot of fear, or are they overly complacent, uh, and is, is are we looking at a potential breakdown? But we're not looking at a potential breakdown because the markets aren't so panicked that people are running for the hills. Uh, but it looks like the, the the cash indicator level has risen recently, but it's still below its historical norm. And at these low levels, we, it looks to us like the market is somewhat overly complacent, not really pricing in risk appropriately. And as a result, we might see some downward volatility, some shock, unexpected uh, surprise uh, that will make the market real jittery. So with that, um, I will close by saying thank you again for your time. If you have any other questions or would like more details, please contact your financial advisor. They'll be happy to help. This audio recording was brought to you by Stringer Asset Management. The views and opinions expressed herein are those of the speaker and are subject to changes, market, and other conditions warrant and do not constitute investment advice or recommendation regarding any specific product or security. There's no guarantee that any investment strategy discussed will be successful or achieve any particular level of results. Any economic or market performance information is historical and not indicative of future results and no forecasts are guaranteed. Investing involves risks, including the potential loss of principal. Stringer Asset Management makes no representation or warranty as to the accuracy or completeness of the statements or any information contained in this audio recording. Liability, including with respect to direct, indirect, or consequential loss or damage, is expressly disclaimed. Stringer Asset Management is not providing any financial economic, legal, accounting, or tax advice in this audio recording. Thank you.